Hello there and welcome to Lucky episode number 13 of Honey, You're Ruining Your Kid, the parenting podcast from the Irishman Abroad and the Go Loud Network. Parent, to say parenting podcast, it's meant to be the zero judgment parenting podcast. Yeah. Our logo says a parenting podcast, but I like to think that what we're doing here is a little bit different. I'm joined as always by Tina Regan, my wife. Hello there. Who is the brains of the operation and you are submitting your questions anonymously to us here on the email address. Honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com. Before you get started on that, Jar, I just want to say I love that you brought up the non-judgmental part of it again, because I realized this week we had this amazing episode out with this lovely woman, Kira Taylor from Taylor Made Babies. And I shared it in my own personal page, Instagram stories about sleep experts, sleep uh, tune in. Mm -hmm. And so many people I know who maybe don't listen to the show got in touch to say, well, I think it's okay to let your child sleep in with you. And I was like, you didn't listen to the episode. Mm. Not one time did anyone say it wasn't okay. It's not okay. In fact, Kira said, if that works fine do Mm. whatever works for you but it's just funny because that's never the tone of the show the tone of the show is we're not giving out to you ever we're just saying we're here for you we're trying to support you let's help you through this you know there is a bit of a stink around parenting podcast for that reason and hopefully we're changing that so if you are listening to this now you're listening regularly and you're wondering why why isn't why isn't more people listening to this how come i can't relate to everybody about this the way i would this american life Mm. You know, it's it's worth explaining it. I have to say the the chart position does mean a lot to me. Uh, so there are a lot of you out there listening and enjoying it. Yeah. I guess all we're saying is spread the word. And yeah, and please and spread the word for me because it's really annoying that all Charlotte's other podcasts are number one all the time. <laughs> we're doing really well, but yeah. I would love to shove a number one in his face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But Charlotte was just about to tell you about our really crazy weekend well basically we took a notion that we would take mikey back to see his old buddies it was a notion he got invited to a party online his friend said would it be possible for mikey to join by zoom his friends back over in England, England. where we just moved from and i said fuck it let's go and jared was like okay but i'm working and i was like cancel your shows <laughs> just cancel them jared just cancel the shows and i did i made him do that because cancel i was like mikey needs this he needs Apologies to see to his anybody friends who wanted to come to this <laughs> we've added a new date yeah january 7th jarzilla in dublin so we'll make it up to you we it was booked a surprise hotel, yeah book the flights yeah didn't tell him kept it as a surprise he can't believe it to say that this was one of those nightmare journeys that you have as a parent where yeah. literally everything that could go wrong from flight delays yeah. to car rentals to hotels with a view of literally a brick wall. It felt like the universe was telling us it was a bad idea it did. every moment of the way. Yeah. But in your face universe because the welcome little Mikey got from his friends Mm -hmm. will keep my heart joyous for a long time it was pretty special it it was ridiculous like it was like something out of uh, you know um, a Saturday night Anton Deck show him appearing at the window it's like those videos you watch all the time of the dogs and the soldiers coming back (laughs) I love watching you'll find Charlotte in a corner crying because he's watching all these soldiers coming (laughs) home with their dogs saying hello to them but uh, it was really beautiful and it's all thanks to Mikey's friend William and his lovely mommy Andy for making it all happen but um 
I it was a real reminder to me. God, you gotta even as grown ups, we gotta take care of our friends. You gotta send those texts. You gotta check in because Mikey has been taking care of his friendships. He has missed his friends, and luckily, technology, they're able to keep in touch. So. And it brings us to question number one, because it's not always been like that. And it's not always easy to get your kid to make friends. And we've had people getting in touch who are saying, what do I do if my kid is having a hard time making friends? When your kid comes home from school and they don't mention any friends whatsoever, that is an alarm bell, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Now, this person has got in touch saying that the worry that descended upon them when she'd asked the question Mm. and there'd be no mention back. Yeah. When playdate options and who would you like to have over didn't come up. After all, healthy peer relationships are a substantial part of life, she says. Realistically, though, can a parent expect their kid to have friends? and be a social butterfly or do I need to do something do I need to intervene in some way to encourage them it doesn't help that we live a little bit further out of town than the other kids amen sister (laughs) I lived that (laughs) when I lived out in the countryside in the curra when all my friends were in the town playing football all day and all night what are the normal social practices for this situation I'm so anxious about this. I'm losing sleep. Okay, so there's a few different things here. First of all, this mom needs to be careful. And I know that because I always do this. There is a lot of assuming here. Just because your child isn't telling you about friends and their day at school doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that day at school or their friendships. Mm. But it is so hard to greet that silence when you ask those questions because you do go straight to panic. I definitely do. I always go straight to, oh my God, Mikey's lonely at school and nobody's talking to him, like completely. So I feel like she does need to check in with the teacher first before she does anything at all. She needs to go into that school check in with the teacher and she needs to go to a few of the activities or sporting outings he's doing and just have an eye Mm. he or her I don't know if it's a girl or boy it is a boy yeah the boy is six years old just keep an eye I mean getting to go along to the football match or the running is a great opportunity to see well how is my child interacting how are the other Mm. kids being to him lots of kids don't bother telling their parents anything because they just Mm. assume their parents will not understand yeah they don't get it they can never understand it yeah they separate the two lives yeah but um if there is a problem with friendships there that's very tough because you just love your child so much and you want everyone to love them and Mm. you're like why aren't they seeing this gorgeous kid i know is there and uh the mom kind of has to take that proactiveness on herself. She has to model it. She has to set up these play dates. She's got to mm. get her kid involved in way more activities. And if they're living that bit out, she's got to be prepared to host kids at her show, house. Yeah. You have to set up the play dates. You have to be the proactive person. If your child's in the habit of not doing it, they're not going to get in the habit. They need someone to force them into it. Mm. Definitely, again, though, go to the teacher. Tell the teacher your worries. You're not telling the teacher to do anything about it. You're just letting them know they're a little bit worried that maybe they're a bit lonely at school. And, you know, maybe if you could encourage them to take part in more stuff, talk, uh, sit them with chattier children, things Mm. like that. So this question is the first cousin to... I think my kid is being bullied in school. I mean, this is a really tough area. Because that that side of things, again, the route is get the teacher involved if you Mm. feel that. 
Well, schools are so much better with the bullying now because they educate the children to stand up to it. You know, they're mm. not just relying on the person being bullied anymore, which is just horrendous yeah, when we were kids. Or accepting that it, it's part and parcel yeah. of growing now up. Now all of them are told, you do not, you do not stand by and watch that happen. You mm. stand up. No, and you, you're aware of what the what a bully sounds like. And if yeah. you hear yourself sounding like that, you know you're that's wrong. And of course, they're still bullying. It's terrible. These poor children. But kids are better equipped, I think, now. But the friendship one is very tough. I mean, we've just moved here to Ireland where we're living. We don't know anyone either. We're trying our best with Mikey. He missed his friends a lot. That's why we went to England. I guess this is very close to us, this question, isn't yeah. it? I feel like our little guy is making friends, but it's slow. Mm. It's hard to penetrate an already established friendship group, mm-hmm. but it does happen. Yeah. It does happen. And it, the best advice is for that kid to just be themselves. The Don't ask thing, your kid to change. Yeah. The other thing is that this is the life skill. Yeah. Is it not? This is the skill. Yeah. That's what being in the world is. Yeah. You're never going to just move through the world yeah. with the same group of people unless you went to a Dublin Four school, <laughs> then went to Blackrock and then went to UCD. <laughs> <laughs> then you're pretty much going to hang out with the same people for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, that's true. But, but realistically, you are going to move to new places yeah. and have to make friends. So yeah, let's really, be honest. Like um, some people are really good at this. Yeah. It's like a totally They're natural to them. It. Some people are some really people envious of them. Do not like doing it. Like I think out of me and you, I love meeting new people. I'm more social than you. Naturally, we oh know God, that. You would not believe the energy that Tina gets from meeting people. Right. I love being. I would happily sit by myself forever. That's why this mom has to model it. Mm. She has to teach it. Just like you teach them how to walk, teach them how to talk. You gotta now teach them how to make friends, how yeah. to be a friend. What's yeah. expected of you in friendship? He's also teeny tiny. This kid isn't that old. Yeah. Six years old. Well, it was Nikki Nikki McCabe, this incredible Montessori teacher who still teaches in Horizons Montessori in Temple Oak. When I was pregnant with Mikey and I had all these notions, notions about how he's never watching telly, he's never doing this, blah, blah, blah. And she had had two children at this point and she was pregnant as well with her third. And she said to me, Tina, it's great to have ideals like them not watching telly and stuff. But she said, you know, you are isolating them in the playground the minute you do that. And I was like, what? And she's Mm. like, well, listen in, tune your ears into these kids right now who are playing in our playground she's like they're talking about the cartoons they like they're yeah. talking about the car she's like if you that's their world and it was so important that someone told me that because i i had all these grand montessori notions and i was like you're so right i'd be completely alienating my child they, how could they join in mm. and of course they all have imaginations but they that imagination is sometimes sprung from something they saw in hard, their, hard yeah. part for this parent and i really do my heart goes out to her is that when I was picked up from school and brought back to the countryside mm. after the day at school, the social life of the kids at school carried on. Yeah. They were out on the green oh, immediately sure, afterwards. And maybe. And I was Whoa, off in I was the at, middle of nowhere. I was town mouse and you were country mouse. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I hope that's some help to this mom. If you're in a similar situation, please get in touch and maybe we can pull the information that you've had. Yeah, the but experience also you've had. she has to separate her emotions a little bit from it. Whilst it's really hard to yeah. see your kid that way, you have to take a breath and remember this is not how it's always going to be. Yeah, this too will pass. I'm taking action now. I'm helping him through mm. this. We're going to work on this. It's not forever. 
Well, the whole part of our show, the whole idea of our show is that you can tell us anything. It's anonymous. Email in whatever you're going through with your kids that you need help with. And Tina, with the 20 years of experience she has, will have a strategy that can help. Yeah, hopefully. The reality is that even with that understanding, there are some questions that you guys are not asking. Because even then, it's too embarrassing to say, Mm. what do I do? Okay. If. And this question, the only reason I'm putting this question to Tina is because I'm so everywhere nervous. I go in research for this show, this question seems to come up. This is happening, what I'm about to talk about. Oh, God. It is happening. And I'm interested to know how many of our listeners have been through this. You'll probably never tell me. What do you do if your kid walks in on you having sex? Oh, no, Jar. That's impossible. How am I supposed to impossible with that? It's very possible. And it's happening way more than we realize. Well, first of all, I think unless it's really spontaneous sex, you should be locking your door. (laughs) You know, like just lock the door. It's it's happened. These people, their kid has seen something. God knows it mightn't be that bad. Well, you know what my answer is. My answer is always tell them the truth. The truth. Yes. The full truth. Absolutely. So when the kid is like, what were you doing to mommy? Yeah, well, you don't do it when they're crying. Yeah, but when they're cal- allow them to calm down. <laughs> when they've calmed down and they don't think your fa- the father's trying to kill the mother or the partner or whoever was having sex. And um, you tell them, well, grown-ups do this. This is called having sex or making love. And sometimes grown-ups do it to make a baby. And sometimes they just do it for the crack. For the crack. <laughs> I mean, it's great to know how you view it. It's a bit of a laugh. It's a bit mad, isn't it? Because it's erotic. It's a crack. That's all it is. Just a bit harmless crack. That's it. Well, you have to, like, unfortunately, it's probably a lot earlier than you want to explain what sex is and, you know, the birds and the bees. But you you kind of have to you've been you've been your hands has been forced into right. letting okay. them know that so that's that's your response yeah. your answer is real talk sit down have a really honest conversation about sex with your kid yeah bodily function what if they're that- too young what if they're like so young that you don't want to explain the birds and the bees to them just yet well then they won't really know what they've seen all they know is they've witnessed an assault <laughs> <laughs> you weren't being nice. That's what they know. And then they like do, you could dismiss it and just be like, oh, no, I was helping her put on her dress. Well, if they're tiny, 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 I guess you'd have to. But if they're anyways over three or four, you'd have to be honest. OK, and they're going to talk about it. The next concern that loads of parents have is, is this going to warp my kid? Why would it work? That mm, depends what they saw. Yes, but that's why I think going with honesty, because you're just... Then it's like, oh, okay, as much as I didn't like what I saw, that's actually something grown-ups do. Mm. And they'll never want to grow up. (laughs) It's a very tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Right, the conversation is important, but if they've seen something really intimate that, you know, maybe you didn't know they were there for a portion of time, and then you realise, oh shit, there's a child in the room. I mean... This might be something where you actually need to see a therapist, is oh, it not? Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, first of all, unless it's like not consensual, 
it's well, it's a, whole a very problem. normal thing for grown-ups to do. You have to normalize it. You can't be like, don't, you don't want you, you, the last thing you want to happen to your child is they go off worrying, oh my God, do I need to now become my mother or father's protector? That's why you have to be honest with them and be like, this is something grown-ups do together. Um, you, children don't do it. You, you won't feel any of these feelings until you're well into your teenage years. If you have any questions, we can talk about it whenever you want. We're sorry you had to see it. Hmm. But uh, this is something that mommy, this is the way mommy and daddy or mommy and mommy show their love to each other. And uh, uh, I guess I'm picturing the worst case scenario. What are you picturing, Jarlett? Because you're frightening me. Yeah, a lot of little ones wouldn't even know their daddy's willy goes that way. But you're, you're totally underestimating children. I mean, we start teaching them about sex and they're in like sexual education now begins when they're three. OK, three and four year olds are learning about sex. They're learning about their bodies and their body parts. They're learning about their vulva and mm-hmm. their penis. OK, mm-hmm. so don't insult them by calling it a willy. It's a penis. They know what a penis is. They have one. Mm. And they also know that I daddy. I don't like u- when you call mommy <laughs> my penis. They also know that daddy uses his penis. There's something inside of daddy's penis and goes into mommy. And that is how a baby's made. They're learning this now. And why are they learning this? Because it's proven to protect them. Right. The more aware they are of their own body parts and how that is private for them, the less likely it is they're going to let anyone invade their space. Right. And it's hard for older people to comprehend that. I know there's a lot of shy talk in America among those Republicans mm-hmm. about we shouldn't be teaching our kids this. It actually protects them. Yeah. They know, don't go near that. That's my vulva. You're not that near my yeah. vagina. Okay. And, um, but like, I, you do, you were freaking me out a bit there when you kept saying, what, what have they seen? Look, I'm just saying that there's other things other than just intercourse that could be taking place. Yes. And if a kid walks in on that. you Unfortunately, you're just going to have to be honest and say that, you know, mommy and daddy were playing together. Sometimes mommy puts daddy's penis in her mouth. No. That's what I'm saying. They're just going to think that was weird. What were they doing? So mm. don't, you don't have to say, yeah. oh, you right. don't have to explain that, but you can just say, you know, if they ask any questions, just deal with them and on, as honestly as, as, honestly as, as possible. you can. Yeah. You can let their teacher know. I've had parents let me know before that their kid has seen us. Really? Yeah. And if it comes Has seen up, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has seen them do it. <laughs> yeah. But like, in everything I read, the, the number one next step after the chat yeah. is to never let it happen again. And that, as you said, you have to pre- not don't don't have sex ever again, <laughs> yeah. but prepare to for like, really, it's a failure on your part yeah, it's a lot to talk. allow that to occur. Yeah. And you do need to make take more precautions. I just think don't don't talk, don't but don't hide anything from your children, like as honest as you possibly Other than can be. You having sex. <laughs> hide that at all costs well like once they've seen it don't pretend yeah respectfully as you can answer the questions as comfortably as you can i like this because then you say to them yeah i know you saw mommy and daddy doing something very strange (laughs) yeah do you have any questions about it yeah because the questions could be as simple as uh what were you doing which you said you can answer really yeah. easily. Yeah. Some of the questions might be as simple as, is it fun? And also, if you don't ask them and 
do it They'll that way. They'll find the answer somewhere else. They will ask the nursery teacher at school. Oh, yeah. Or somebody else. And you know that happens. I know that happens because I have and been. And what do you do when you're the nursery teacher? And you they go, say, I saw oh, my mommy and daddy trying to j- climb over each other. You say, oh, thanks for telling me that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very thorough, Vera, Vera thorough answer to, yeah. I think a lot maybe, of people are going to walk away worrying about what uh, what Jarlan imagines children are walking in on well I it's not what I imagine they walk in on it's what I've read yeah they've walked in on wow and how lock your doors parents people parents are like traumatised themselves will <laughs> yeah. my child look at me I'd the actu- same way again yeah I'd actually worry more for the parents yeah because the children will just accept what you tell them it's the parents who be like but if you just, you know, as comfortably as you can, responsible, responsibly, is that the right word? Yeah. Answer it, respectively. Fair enough. Okay. Hi, Tina. I'm back with you with another question. This is a return emailer. I was only on to you before about one of my twins, tummy pain, and we have been doing a lot of reading of the colour monster and it does seem to be helping, which is fantastic news. That is great news. So thanks a million for that. I also use loads of your tips daily with my kids. So thank you so much for the podcast. I absolutely love reading those. Why not put them up on the iTunes review section (laughs) of the podcast? But you know what, Jarlett? This week we got so many emails like that. And you know what it was about? The visual schedules. The visual schedule. So many people have started. Like a Mary Kennedy uh, make and do. How to do your own visual schedule for your child. Honestly, Jarda, people are saying it's changing their life. They can't get over it. You can go from taking an hour to get out the door of your house. And with the visual schedule, it can be 10 minutes. People are using them for morning, but mostly the nighttime routine. And loads loads in the morning too. But they're saying is that their their child... Is becoming independent, independent so fast. And they don't want any it. help. Loving it and it's fun. But of course they do. So Everyone I love wants to be that. Independent. And I have to keep reminding myself of that. Like visual, mm. you know. And also, I, while we're talking about the visual schedules, they're not forever. You have to remember yeah. that. Phase them out as soon as they're not needed, or the yeah. child will get bored, and you'll be right back to the or start. reliant on them. Yeah, phase them out the minute you see it not really being used anymore and they're just doing it automatically. Super. Okay, back to this email. My question today is about our other twin boy. He's really feeling all of his emotions very strongly at the moment. Okay. We are hearing a lot of, you don't like me. Oh. I'm not your favorite. You don't love me. Oh, God. I mean... Wow, that's Before a real we go power anywhere with this twin. email, <laughs> you don't Clever like child. me. I'm not your favorite. You don't love me. You can't turn around and go. All of those things are true, love. <gasps> How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> what gave me away? You are a very intuitive <laughs> child. All jokes aside, yeah. this is a lot to be dealing God, with. The poor woman. I think this is coming from school where he's oh. desperately trying to be friends with a gang of boys. Right back to our first question. Yeah. He's trying to be friends with this gang of boys uh, who also go to the crash. And there have been a couple of incidents with this group and other kids in school that have verged on bullying. Oh, no. My little guy has been swept up in it at times. The victim and other times part of the group that is being mean to other kids. Totally normal, right, Tina? Yeah, but also very cool mom to be able to admit that. So many moms yeah. cannot see. Not my Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We are dealing with the school uh, on these incidents and I think things are starting to settle. They are, after all, in junior infants. So I know 
it has been a big adjustment for them all. My question is though, how do I deal with the you don't love me, etc.? I try not to give it too much airtime. I try to acknowledge what he's saying, reassure him, distract him, move on. Very yeah, the, the right things to be doing. Completely the right thing. But it is not working. Uh. I've also started having chats with him about it is mommy and daddy's job to say no sometimes. And sometimes we have to give out and tell him he is wrong. Okay, so he's weaponizing these phrases when he's being told he can't have yeah, something. Okay. So smart. Very clever kid. He also started freaking out a bit if he accidentally hurts his brother or sister. Uh, and saying sorry has become something he repeats over and over and over again. I think it might be related to the above and not feeling able to regulate his emotions, particularly shame. We do a lot of reading on emotions and he's really clever, but he feels everything so deeply that then can't verbalize how he's feeling. So it's a very tricky one to manage. Any tips on coping or coping strategies on this would be great. Thanks. Anonymous. Okay. well, what a cool mom, first of all. Yeah. Has to be said. She's all over it. Yeah, she is. She really is. Sounds like there's a bit of anxiety thrown into the mix there as well. um, I think sometimes we have to accept that sometimes our children are a child that just will always feel things on a deeper level than other children. And maybe he's just one of those kids. She's already doing everything she should be doing. It is so important that she verbalizes what he's, how he's feeling that she understands why he's feeling that way and that it's okay to feel that way. Sounds like she's already doing that. She's reading and practicing and talking about emotions all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that what she might need to start doing, I like the way she said when he says these things, she tries to move on. I think that's a really good, not giving much time or attention. But it is important that she definitely always says, mommy loves you completely mommy loves you no matter what and then move on i think what she needs to start doing if she can is start just noticing things throughout the day that he is doing and say i love the way you do that that makes me so Mm -hmm. happy oh see what see what you just did i just love that about you just little things like that when they go to bed and when he's going to bed name a few things that you loved that he did that day remind him that mommies love you no matter what and then there's that amazing debbie glory book that i can't read without crying but that is a brilliant story for children at this age remind us the name of it debbie glory no matter what it's just fabulous reminds children no matter what you do your kids are get this book book. that book is my favorite i just love it so much and every time i read it by the end i'm like oh my god (laughs) it's such a beautiful story yeah and i mean i always think about those books at christmas time we also had a friend that wrote a book uh, around oh, Christmas time Santa. about homelessness and oh. making people appreciate, making your kids appreciate. How will Santa find and have us? Gratitude. By Shane O'Brien. Yeah. yeah, and these things though that this kid's doing. What? You don't love me. I'm not the favorite. Tina, it does sound a little bit like while he is feeling emotions, like we saw a kid the other night mm. do a little poor me thing to kind of get his mom. Yeah. So is is he is he really just saying, can you hug me more? Can you give me more? Yeah, well, that's, that is what I'm encouraging the mom to do. I'm encouraging her to grab moments throughout the day when he's not upset and he's mm. not having emotions and tell him she loves him and tell him she loves this about him and give him the hugs. I also think this mom has been working really hard on the other twin with the emotions and reading that book. 
this little boy sounds very clever. Yeah. So he's heightened his emotions. I don't know if he's feeling left out, but he might be being a little bit competitive with it. Right. Your man's not the only one who feels emotions. I feel emotions too. So I would encourage her to be, treat them both the same. She probably is already, but just to be consciously treating them both the same in terms of their emotions and to be like, uh, you know, Whatever she's doing at one, try and do it with the other. It's Gosh, very tough. I mean, how is. does anyone cope with twins? But you've identified something big there. The sibling well, rivalry will I exist I am guessing, everywhere. and that's a, I do feel a huge responsibility when I'm not actually seeing the kids. Mm. I feel bad, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong on that. But I do think if she catches him in moments throughout the day and before bed and reminds him the things she loves about him and the things he did today that made her happy and feel happy and just hugging him and reminding him, mommy loves you no matter what, that will all help. And in those moments when he says, you don't love me, just be like, mommy always loves you. Now, come on, hop off it, get on with your stuff and don't give it any time, like she says. Yeah, I mean... Really good. I mean, you probably won't even need to remind yourself to do this, but if it's just part of the daily routine, I'd imagine. I think all parents need to remind themselves to do that. We mm. we are so quick to give out to our kids. When do we take time to praise them? Yeah. Looking at you, Janet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mister. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I praise them way too much. Yeah, um, I've had to sit Janet down and be like. I hope that helps. I think it will. But like, if you've got a question along those lines, because I think this is some of pandemic kids like pandemic kid problems Mm. and just like all of our all of our psyche is a little bit you know kind of returning to an even keel with every it'd be weird if you didn't have some sort of reaction to what the last three years have been like We've been told to be afraid for so yeah. much of it. And rightly so. We well, needed to right. be afraid. We need to watch you out for more our, than most. We need to watch out for our children because what we could process and understand, they have moved through that time yeah. and not really understood what's happened at and all. And this was their first. Yeah. Like these were some of their first summers. And they're going to have Christmases. a... There's definitely anxiety in these children that might manifest in different ways. Yeah. But like... It, Again, with this mom and just another incredible mom who gets in touch, who's so on it and still thinks she's not doing enough. Like these mm. moms are incredible. I really love hearing from them. I love the friendships I'm making from the emails that are going back and forth. And uh, I love doing the show. And last week when we had Kira Taylor on, like she is just amazing. Absolutely lady. brilliant. If you haven't listened to that episode, you have to go back. And you, even if you don't want to listen, just follow her on Instagram. This woman is changing people's lives. She is so understanding. She is never going to tell you you're doing the wrong thing. She's just going to help you get a bit of your sanity back when it comes to sleep. She is completely about just embrace, embracing and supporting your child. Right. And I thought she spoke a lot of sense in well, a very I, lovely way. I'm literally going out the door. The taxi cab is... <laughs> I've got my bags packed. I'm off to London again to preview and prepare for this new stand-up show that I'm doing in January, January 6th. And now January 7th, if you guys want to come along, Tina will be there. I'll be there. Ticketmaster.ie is the place to go to find tickets to see me perform my new stand-up show and get it filmed in Dublin, Jarzilla. Come along. We'd love to see as many of you there as possible. I also feel when I'm away on these trips that uh, the pressure to come back with gifts 
and sometimes well, that's all your own because we're forever telling you not to do that and you are so lovely that we do love getting the gifts you bring <laughs> but it is <laughs> never complain <laughs> when they arrive yeah i'm like quickly thinking don't undo yourself a gift on this <laughs> but it is gift season and yeah but that i can think make it a bit easier no. when i'm like christmas is around the corner i remember being told christmas is around the corner in september <laughs> When I'd ask for a thing and they'd go, you just had your birthday and Christmas is around the corner. I'm like, it's not even Halloween. I mean, I've got to be with those days. Well, I think you raise a good point, though. Christmas is just around the corner now and things are tighter for mostly everybody this year, I think. There's yeah. no family that hasn't been affected. Jeff Bezos, maybe. Yeah, maybe him. Maybe. But uh, we wanted to talk a little bit. We've gotten a lot of questions in from parents. How do I manage my kids' expectations this Christmas? And I think you start now, gently, gently reminding them that Christmas, yeah, you get presents are coming and we have to be grateful for whatever turns up. It's not, you don't, Christmas is not a time to write down a shopping list. Sure, but... You have to get this dialogue out there. I felt for these emails because, you know... The kid is is comparing yeah. their Christmases from the previous one. I know. So in as much as the parents is like, a new dialogue is to emerge where they are to be grateful for whatever's under the tree. Yes, but... But the previous year, they got an Xbox Five. Which, okay, I take that on board. But I do also think, in most cases, children will follow your lead. They won't reflect on last Christmas unless it goes from an Xbox... What did you say? A PlayStation 5 to like a dinky hmm. unless there's a massive jump they won't they won't reflect they'll just think oh this is amazing i got these presents this year so what's your advice well, how do you see so you start this dialogue <clears throat> you start the dialogue of we don't get to write out a, you, you know you can give santa a, a, an idea santa is this lovely man explain the story of santa and how santa came about being this lovely man who just wanted to spoil children at christmas and hmm. go around with these lovely wooden toys and um, that the idea of Santa is that, you know, you surprise, you get this beautiful surprise for being a good boy or girl all year and they're trying your best. And this is a lovely way of Christmas morning waking up. But you don't get, it's not a time to request. Tina, the difficulty here as well is that no family exists in a vacuum and your kid is looking at the kid next door. Who yeah, has explicitly told Santa what he is to bring. <laughs> And Santa has agreed to it, <laughs> just like the year before when he got the Lego Death Star. It's it's that to me is the tough side of this, that yeah. when parents email in, they're looking to manage the expectation of the child relative to what is feasible. Mm. But then they're looking at another kid who they know was a thundering bollocks in school all year. <laughs> that is the tough bit. That's yeah. the tough bit, because that's always like... They're like, yeah, but your man was an arsehole. How come yeah, I've he been got suspended? Go- well, there's and sometimes there can be what's a, what's the point? He got it anyway. What's the point? You yeah, don't want and that I've coming out. I've always gone with that when that comes up. Yeah. I always go with, I think he's a bit of a tough guy in the street and he must be an angel for his oh, mom. That's very good, Jarlett. That he must be doing something. Yeah, that's behind very closed good. doors that you're not doing. <laughs> <laughs> got some guilt in there too yeah just well tw- tw- twist maybe i'm maybe i'm too idealistic on this christmas thing but i feel like we haven't been terrible at that and you think we have jars rolling his eyes fucking state of this child's room the amount uh, of stuff that's your fault here's the difficulty <laughs> with you at christmas just when we have it all you'll go will we get him this as well and i'll be like 
Oh, for the love of God. There's <laughs> like, for the love of we God. had the gifts bought and now you're like, will we get them this? And I'm like, that's uh, that would have been enough to start with. Mm. Like, I do mm. think that when parents come to us with this, like, how do I manage the expectations? We don't know. Let's just go there. We don't know. The answer is <laughs> The answer is In a perfect world You try and tell your child Can you just be grateful For whatever you get in the morning And let's just be a happy family That's happy to receive things Realistically We don't know I'm sorry We don't know I think that that Definitely It's no harm Explaining to your kids How certain kids Have very little This particular year mm. And yeah. that Many kids won't even get turkey on Christmas Day. Because of the bird flu. Because of the bird flu. <laughs> <laughs> but like, well, like, you know I mean, what I mean? Like just bringing them. Yeah. Like this is what they, you do when you have somebody who's but depressed. we did the shoebox. We did the Christmas shoebox. And like Mikey is a nice child. He didn't give a F-U-C-K about it. What do you mean about it? Uh, about I the concept that this was going to a child in a deprived country. Yeah. How do you know he didn't? He didn't help me. <laughs> he didn't help me make it. He didn't get, show any interest in it. He didn't want to know why we were sending this off. Well, I do think that you, you know, there's ways and means of getting it across. And we probably haven't got it across there. Well, I think, I think, well, I think, I think, I'm just going to say, I think, <laughs> ten more times. And I'll just fade that out <laughs> at the end of the episode. Yeah. I think we have gotten across that you don't get to order your Christmas presents. That you yeah. write your letter to That's Santa. grown-ups that need to hear that. You write your letter to Santa. Oh, yeah. I cannot cope when somebody gets oh. in touch and tells me what to buy their child. Okay. Uh, maybe we should just <laughs> Sorry for there. being no help about the Christmas thing. I like, thought we were. But as I spoke, I realised... Nah, Look, we're just it's we're a we're very we're tough thinking time too. of the year because every behavior your kid does mm. is under a microscope. It's under the microscope of your relations. And next week on the show, I think we might st- devote a full episode to what you can do to help your kid through this period so that they don't uh, fucking mortify you in public yeah. at the next family gathering. And don't get an elf on the shelf. <laughs> against the elf on the shelf yeah, I mean that's what, we'll, we'll talk about all of that too next week on Honey You're Ruining Our Kid shout out to D-Ready uh, I want to say a huge thanks to our emailers as always to everyone who's rated commented and subscribed to the show yeah. on your podcast platforms and to all of you that have come across to patreon.com forward slash irishmanabroad to get those bonus pods that and we did to the lovely man we bumped into in Ashburn Oh, that made my day man that made my day we had a complete stranger come up to us at mikey's birthday party yeah. in ashburn to say absolutely love the pod pather o'sullivan you are more than welcome <laughs> <laughs> more of that thank you so much yeah, everybody tina thank you so much for doing this and we're heading to the airport now Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid is an Irishman Abroad podcast presented in association with GoLab. Editing, research, and production by Jarlath and Tina Regan. To support the continued creation of this podcast and to hear even more Irishman Abroad podcasts, including extra bonus episodes of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, why not consider supporting us on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad today? 
Finally, don't forget you can come and see Jarlat and Tina in person at Liberty Hall in Dublin on January 7th. Jarzilla is Jar's brand new show about life, raising kids and everything else in between. Tickets are available now from Ticketmaster.ie. Don't forget to email Tina your questions on honeyyouareruiningourkid at gmail.com because hey, let's face it, it's hard to raise kids not to be gobshites. 